Hello world. Welcome to the Daring World podcast. With your host Frank Mondoze. This week on the Daring World podcast, I have two guests with me, brothers from the Remember Brotherhood journey, Nimai Sundara and Gil Oren, co-founders of the Remember Brotherhood journey, and today we're going to be speaking of the online offering from the Remember Brothers, which is called First Steps to Remember. The First Steps to Remember were launched first in July 2020 and came about as a result from the quarantines and the need for uh, brothers to come together uh, from all over the world in a time of crisis. Welcome brothers Gil and Nimai. Hey, brother. Hey, Frank. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation and the opportunity. So good to have you guys. So just in case everybody doesn't know, uh, Remember Brotherhood Journey is a uh, collective of uh, four male facilitators, which look like Nimai, Gil, myself, and our other co-founder, Philip Lewis. And we created Remember about two years ago. And in 2019, we ran our first in-person journeys, five-day journeys. And recently, we've launched our first First Steps to Remember, our maiden voyage. And we are just about to launch our second one in October. So I've gathered you boys today here because I would like to offer a transmission, a bit about what that first experience of the first steps was for both of you and what you got out of it and what you're excited about. So I wanna start with Nimai, because Remember was a project that uh, birthed out of uh, Nimai's Nimai's brainchild. So Nimai, how are you feeling about um, number one, uh, 2020 and what we had to do in order to continue the momentum of our journey. Well, I feel like the, there was an impact that Remember started that moved so many things in our personal life as facilitators and also noticing how strongly the impact was on the brothers that joined. Uh, and we had beautiful plans of where we go, went going to Costa Rica, for the US, for Berlin, for Canada, and all these beautiful ideas that, okay, it's going to happen like that. And suddenly, COVID, things are happening. The world is shifting. The world is changing. And with this uh, shift and change of the world, there was also a change that needed to birth from us. Uh, And I have to say, honestly, if it was just me, I would never go to the online because it's not something that for me comes naturally. But this is one of the things that it's so beautiful to work with the partners because each one brings their unique gift. So I have beautiful brothers with me that brought so much fire. Okay, there is a need, there is a calling, there is a need. Let's listen. What do we do with that? And suddenly this first step to remember was born. And neither of us knew how it's going to go. First time doing a long so-called journey online and it's some kind of an experiment. Now we know the potency of the, of the frequency or the vibration that Remember brings, but 
again, it's first time online and suddenly we're doing that and the impact was so profoundly strong in us, in our hearts and our personal life and from the reflection we received from the participants. So I think that for me, it was a, a moment of just listening and beyond, beyond my ideas of what remember supposed to look like and just listening to this vibration that it brings of, okay, the brothers needs to be together right now. Everybody needs to be together right now. But there is still some kind of power that comes when we are in some way with uh, specific groups. It can be with our family group. It can be with men and women. It could be only men. It can be only women. It can be um, with just children. It comes in different ways. But there is something that I perceive that is happening now, that what happens for the men when they get the imprint, they get the point of reference, how does it feel to be in a brotherhood tribe? And then how they move outside to the world and meet the world. And this is something that's powerful now because to meet the world with everything that is happening right now, with coming from the frequency of I'm not alone, I, I have brothers that got my back and in solidarity, in empowerment, in love, in honesty, in transparency, in vulnerability, something different happens the way I meet the world or the way I heard from the participants. And I know from my brothers that co-facilitate with me of how do we meet the world now? It doesn't mean that there is, it's easier, but there is a different way of, of moving forward. Yeah, so Gil, you uh, of the, the Remember Brothers hold multiple uh, brotherhood circles or men's circles uh, in your personal life, where you're living and so on and so forth. What do you feel has been the impact of um, holding these men's circles, like just in your personal life and in the lives of the brothers uh, that you work with? What, how do you feel that this men's work or brotherhood work um, impacts the world and, and is it needed right now or what, what's your take? Yeah, I'm, I'm deeply, deeply passionate. And, and for me, uh, in this almost 20 years of, of journey of, of really connecting deeper to other men and, and, and really understanding what is the role of, of the masculine and the male in this day and age, considering that we have very few role models and you know, our previous generations. And as I said, it's, it's a very deep conversation. Uh, we, we can start it a thousand years of history or a few hundred years, but we all understand the crisis of, of masculine energy and the ability of men actually to show up um, in society. So I think I was extremely excited after our December Remember journey and the emergence of all those men's groups in my life. I was extremely excited for 2020. You know, we were invited to five different countries and we really started to have a global impact. And uh, then the uncertainty and the change of, of the global impact of COVID and the way leaders, and I think mainly male leaders were relating to it. In my opinion, just deepened the crisis of, of men. There was just so much um, despair because a lot of the, the ways that we were identified as men with like, looking up to leadership and role models were actually more 
<clears throat> not aligned because I, I think that most of us that were more conscious looked at the way that that crisis was navigated and the way it was met and the impact on so many um, men around and the inability to connect face to face and 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 inability to actually stand behind work and income and self-expression and travel and freedom and all those things that were so deep in the way we were moving through the world just created more uncertainty and, and change. So the way after two weeks of deep grief that I went through and a lot of energy that was moving for me, I, I stepped up and started meeting my brothers in all sorts of ways that I could, in festivals, in Zoom, in online men's groups. And now I realize more and more that the need now is, is more significant. And what I did personally was just using every opportunity to meet men like wherever that means for me. And slowly, slowly, I noticed that the, the, the field that Remember is actually carrying and the field that we created is very unique. And, and so you, you, you've spoken about like the crises that um, men are experiencing in, in our generation. Can you just point out a few like themes that you feel um, men are struggling with nowadays? It's everywhere, I would say. I mean, if you look at that in terms of purpose and career, I mean, for men to sit in front of computers and, and you know, be so mindy and mental and not being connected to their primal and to their energy and, and be together. And if you, look at, if you look at relationship and family, the way men actually are being treated and... and and uh, if you look at spiritual and, and emotional, the isolation, and there's definitely some communities and some spaces where I think men have more freedom. And, and eventually, I, I do think that more shamanic and more nature-based or brotherhood-based uh, fields will emerge as the spaces where men that want to grow and, and have their radical self-expression will be allowed. But I truly, truly, if you look at the, the relationship to their body, their inability to go out and work and work out and make love. And I, I, don't, I, I can't see an area in life where there's no impact. So, so when, we, when we started, started talking about first steps to remember, uh, we were a bit unsure because we're like an online program. We're, we were very... Um, attached to our five-day in-person retreat because we, we held two and they were super impactful. And we were, we, we were nervous about can the program translate from like a five-day deep journey, shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder physical to this like online global thing, different time zones, it's not the same thing. Like I've been inviting people to our next journey and some people are like, well, I'll just wait for the real thing, you know? And having done the first step to remember, uh, first edition, I think the result was quite different. Nimai, you wanna share a bit about what you what you felt about the impact of this online program uh, in terms of our format and our content 
and maybe just speak a bit about how that landed and, and, and the magic we discovered. I think that we, we try to create an introduction in some way and in the same time bring the depth and bring the togetherness and the connection so to touch the light side and to touch which is the kind of the hard side or the dark side the shadow side and bring the connection and bring all of this in this particular time that we have it's four days uh, four hours each day we didn't knew exactly how it's gonna land but somehow i think you see that the 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 foundation of all of it is what happens when when we just meet the content supports all of that supports because it invokes it brings um thoughts it brings feelings and emotions and this is a, a crucial part it supports to bring feelings and emotions which is mean just to feel what happens and i think this is one of the biggest struggles for men what happens when we just allow ourselves to feel and we could see it in the fourth meeting which is the kind of the integration day that comes a month after the the last meeting the first sharing was a brother starting to speak and then just allowing himself to collapse and cry and just be witnessed and you could see the process of okay I'm something is moving I'm just seeing all of you and already I'm allowing myself to feel and and still how much can I allow myself and let myself to be to be seen in that and he did and that was so beautiful to start the the sharing like that and for me it's a way of knowing that somehow the content supported that it supported to come to this moment when you can just feel and be brave enough which this is i think one of the second um challenges that men holds today how much brave can i be because life doesn't allow me to be so much brave because i need to take care of my family i need to take care of my income i need to take care of so many things i don't have time M- most of us it's not black or white but most of us so to be brave is to make those acts to make those um somehow sacrifices of myself to to do something that is it's not about beyond my edge but i feel the edginess over there but i feel brave enough and supported enough to give this step even if it's just a small step and then something happens so i feel that this journey met the support of being able to be brave enough to feel and then be brave enough to to show it yeah i think one of the most impactful aspects of both the remember and the first steps is this piece of allowing ourselves to be witnessed i think as men we feel like we always have to keep it together and look strong and uh with women or our beloveds whatever gender they are it's like always putting up this front i've got it together i'm not weak uh there's a there's a storyline of men and weakness or or um vulnerability and i i i feel that creating this space where brothers could just share their insecurities um where they feel that they're uh not up to par compare in comparing with their other brothers or in comparing to the story of the life that they want to be living and to just speak into uh those pieces and be um witnessed no judgment 
and held by a group of brothers that are, are, are all willing to go into the same space. I think that is like part of the opening that allows the men to drop into uh, their essence and into the, the, the depth of who they are and start to uh, reveal those pieces. And I think when they start to see that, that themselves in them talking to the circle, that they start to get these ahas and they start to get more clear in terms of the parts that they're proud of, the parts where they're, they're a bit insecure and that they want to work on and that they lean on the, this, um, this circle. Um, how does the curriculum support this? I mean, it's four days, four hours per day in, in, in the real remember journey, quote unquote, we're doing five days, 12 hours a day. Um, and somehow uh, they both felt as impactful. Like either of you want to speak into uh, a bit of the themes of the content that we touch on in, in First Steps? Yeah, I would say a little bit, and then I want to also to hear Gilly. So in the real, so-called remember, because they're all real. Yes. It is what it is. And it, this is real now. This is what's needed now. So it's real right now. So we have two days of meeting and connecting and those days are super important and relevant because it supports that in the third day and the fourth day and the fifth day, you feel more in a community, you feel more in the tribal sensation. You feel what Frank was mentioned that I can bring myself in front of men, whatever there is over there and I would not be judged or shamed or blamed or left at in uh, a way to because also to laugh is good but in a way that is disempowering um so you have all those elements that comes and supports you to to just bring yourself you can see it sometimes in relationships and uh, partnerships that you have like a period of time until you allow yourself to collapse so we just fully allow ourselves to collapse and and be super vulnerable and this little child to come out um, which, as Frank mentioned, we are we used to we are using to hold and be strong and just yeah I can take it. And there is also the other side of today, which are the men that are uh, that can re more connect to the super sensitive and crying a lot. And also this side needs support. How to come to your center with this enormous sensitivity to what's happening all around the world, enormous sensitivity to our partners, enormous sensitivity to our brothers. So also this side needs support. So the way that we design the, the content is in a way that we navigate. It's like it's a ship that navigates through the sea and we come from one shore to another shore. And on the way, we'd have to meet beautiful moments. And on the way, we'd have to meet shadow moments, dark moments. And in the end, we are landing together. And when we land together, it's not done. Each one go to their process, to their day-to-day -day life, because this is where it matters. And then we come back again to the ship to meet. Hey, how are you? What happened? How do you feel? What changed? Do you feel a change? 1%, 2%, 10%, 50% change. What, what just happened? So what I'm hearing in terms of the themes, you started talking about remember, but to bring it straight more to the first steps, what I'm mm -hmm. hearing 
in so we have four days and each day has a, a theme and the first day is around uh connection bonding brotherhood uh then i heard you say something about shadow and so in our second day we speak about uh, the shadow parts of us those parts of us that are repressed or that we keep hidden that we don't like to address because that's like all the crunchy parts of ourselves mm -hmm. And uh, we go through a journey of shadow, which is, is surprisingly impactful even online. And then on the third day, we come together and we really make it uh, more focused on the outward perspective of how are, we meet, how are we bringing this awareness into the world. So we speak a bit about uh, sacred purpose and we get into alignment on sacred purpose. And then finally, when we come back, it's basically our integration day where, um, where we uh, you know, share in these pieces. So the journey has a few elements. It's got some, some uh, presentation elements where the brothers are like transmitting some knowledge. There's um, big in, in, there's some share every day. There's moments for the brothers to share which is super important. And Share we, and, be, and be coached if there's a need. As well, yes. Yeah. So we do coaching elements. Very good point. Thank you, Gil. And, and then there's also like the experiential, which looks like either like a meditation and or a ritual. What, what's the point of that? Maybe we could talk a bit about that. Yeah, I want to I wanna relate to the curriculum a little bit again. Please. And um, I mean, Nimai covered most of it. But what I really love about Remember and First Step to Remember surprised me is the range. Um, as I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm actively in three to four men's groups constantly and, and, and on this path for so many years. And again, I'm putting more and more energy into remember because I think the range of, of, of ability to hold the male masculine men experience in life today, I've never seen something like that. So we talked a lot about the ability to collapse and feel vulnerable and weak. I'm also talking about the ability to bring rage and anger and, and desires and fantasies and, 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 you know, just like that raw animal part that is so suppressed and so limited, especially today in digital life. And this, what I've seen and I'm seeing everywhere is that there's so much already fear and uncertainty and anxiety around men today that for people to actually hold the dark side, it's almost impossible. It's like, just seriously, like, you know, let's get the basics, provide, give us some safety because so, so there's just so much energy in man is not allowed to be expressed. And I think the journey, as you said, that we take them, it's like, let's connect on the vulnerability side, but also let's go into the shadow and let's go to the places where we just want to be okay. We just so I, I love these that pieces. feels okay. I love the spectrum of, of both the, yeah. you could bring your vulnerability in terms of, of, of the, the tender side, as well as you could bring your vulnerability in terms of your anger and or repressed anger aside. Gil, what do you feel is the value of 
like having these spaces of expression of these pieces for men like why do men need this why can't men just be like <clears throat> suck it up a man up and and do the pieces that you're supposed to do and provide and why is it important for for I mean, men it, to, it depends to what up? is the vision and what is the goal i mean in my goal is we want to actually take men to a journey where they feel safe in the world and i think that the father or the male journey to feel safe, what I realize is has to be connected to the underworld, to the place where the rage, like all this energy, you know, it's like a rocket that will fuel up to the moon, needs so much energy. We have to tap into those energies that, that we don't ever have an experience. And from that, find our passion and our creation. That's in my experience. And I think so many men today, because they've been raised by women, because they've been raised by teacher females, because they just don't have this role model and the absent father energy, actually don't know how to go out to the world and be safe as men. So we create an energetic field that bring that, that energy from the underworld, from their depth, from what we do very well, I think deal with the lower chakras, with sexuality and orgasm and root and wild men and, in all the places that we have the courage to go to and bring it up and then they can create from their heart, but they're so connected to their purpose. And that's how they go out and feel safe and they need a group of men to validate that it's okay. And it just doesn't exist. I don't know if that's- Yeah, and I think the other piece that's uh, important to mention here, it's not only about you know, giving men the space to rage, but we also offer uh, tools and techniques of how to channel that, that yeah. rage in a, in a healthy way. So if, for it to allow to run so that it's not distracting us, it's not putting us on the wrong path, but giving a healthy and, and, and freedom space to uh, have it expressed uh, with these tools and techniques. Absolutely. So that on the other side of that, there's a, a greater spaciousness to really drop in and say, hey, what's real? What is my essence? If I, if I was back into my, my youth and saying, what is the ideal? Where is my sunshine uh, uh, glowing? Say that again? My gifts. Where are my gifts? So yeah. how do my gifts play out? And I think that has more access once we clear the basement of the anger, the sadness, the repression and all that feeling, and then emerge like more grounded and then be witness and be seen. And, and so uh, the next piece I would like to know about is, I mean, I'm already feeling it, is what, what do you feel is the greatest difference between the Remember Brotherhood journey and other uh, men's work? Why would, why would a, uh, we suggest a brother to come to remember and, and what makes us different? I think that most, most men's uh, uh, work or, you know, this type of, of, of uh, I would say, perspectives that hold on men's coming together to do their own work uh, is based on the fact that there is a vision of an integrated masculine. There is a way actually to take all these energies and as we said, integrate them in a healthy way so we meet life. And as I said, I think that the range that Remember is offering and the actual, what I see, the actual integration that is being offered is different, it's unique, it works. 
Um, and as, I, as we all say, I think our journey together as four of us, as brothers, and the way we were um, relating and educated in our consciousness field is what makes it possible. And each one of us is bringing the different pieces to offer a new vision. Um, and naturally, we all have so many tools and practices and, and rituals that it's also very rich. Nimai, you want to share a bit about your take on what makes Remember different? You know, I, I can say what I hear. Please. Um, and there is a big piece there that it's about sharing power. That the way we, the four of us, are working, uh, it's not always easy and we go through our struggles and, uh, and the issues or, or whatever, but the way we come to resolution out of love, and then the way that we sit in this chair of what we call facilitators, navigators, uh, guiding the, this ship, there is some kind of frequency of transmitting what does it mean to share power. And usually when there is uh, a few lions in, in the group, each lion wants to be the king. And then it's beautiful, but there is also the possibility what happens when we are all kings, each one in their own kingdom, and we meet to celebrate each other's kingdoms. Why? Wow, your kingdom is so beautiful. I love your kingdom. And then there is a natural flow that, that goes there. So with the four of us um, holding this role, we like to share power. We like to see how the power is being shared. What's the, what's the possibility of, of shared power? with fully wanting the other to be empowered, to be as the most beautiful um, way they can act in this world. Um, yeah, so I call it a compersive, heart-centered uh, brotherhood, where, you know, when we think of masculinity and we think of those lions, we always think of, uh, you know, who's the alpha, who's the beta, who's, who's battling to take uh, the, 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 new, the leadership role. And, and there's like this energy of competition within males. It's like, in order for me to be justified and great, I need to put myself on top of the other men to show how I'm better than the other men to be seen as the most attractive uh, lion of the pride. And whereas with Remember, I feel that we are shifting that energy from a competitive edge to a compersive edge. The compersive being this idea that I celebrate and I derive pleasure from your growth and your success and your connection with women and even your connection with the woman that I thought I wanted to be with. So it's like, how do we drop out of that uh, lion competition? I need to beat you in order to become the strong, the alpha versus how can my support of you um, uh, uh, support you, your gifts and your, your sunshine to be in full uh, expression. And as we see our brothers get stronger, so then does our circle get stronger. And I think, Nimai, I want you to talk about a bit about your piece on why you feel it's important 
for the brothers to finally come together, not to be separate, like independent, strong men doing your own project on your own island, but how, why is it important for us to come together as a circle of brothers? And uh, what do we do with that, especially in, in relation to uh, stewardship of the planet? So I, I want to touch that, but I want to give a, a, a kind of a segue there. Um, there is a piece about uh, natural hierarchy, which is something we, we never uh, learned. And the reason we remember, called remember, because it's a journey of remembering. And in order to remember, there is a, a journey of listening we have to go through. Listening, where is the power? Where is the energy? Where does it actually want to be right now? It's like sitting on a singing circle. And right now, I want to play a song or the song wants to be played which both are okay, but there is a, a thing about noticing, wait, no, actually, Frank needs to, to play a song right now. There is something, the energy is over there, not here, not, not in me, and it's okay. And then there is a, a natural hierarchy that moves. So when we have the natural hierarchy in a group, this is a moment that we are listening, and then we can notice that, okay, where is the power right now? And if the power is there, bring the power and support us to be empowered. Now, fundamentally, the, the place that we came from as human beings um, was togetherness. We were born in tribes. No person in the world was just maybe Adam and Eve, but this is a different topic. <laughs> just birth out of out of nowhere and left alone in the world and just take care of yourself. No, when we came to the world and I'm, and I'm talking, it can go hundreds of thousand years ago or, or thousands of years ago. It doesn't matter. But for a period of time in our history, we came to a tribe. We learned how to navigate the world in a tribe and the responsibilities and the expectations that we have today to hold so many roles, it's, it's almost impossible. And when we, are, when we stand together, when we have the togetherness, somehow the vessel is bigger. And when the vessel is bigger, there is more possibilities to growth. When the vessel is bigger, I can do, I can do things that needs to be done, but not by myself, not alone, and then being exhausted or being super tired or not having time to myself to feel myself. Where do I feel? How do I feel? Because I'm always in a rush. I'm always in a... Um, in a race to, to accomplish things by myself. I need, to, I need to be successful on the back of other people in the world. And then it creates a, a culture of individuality. And this culture of individuality doesn't make, and this is, this is for me, this is what I feel, and I don't expect anybody, anyone to just, oh, wow, Nima, you are so right about that. But I can just say what I feel around when I look at the world, this culture of individuality, for me, it's the biggest sickness we have. Because we are here together. We are moving on this world together. We are born here together. We need to take care of this thing together because if we try to take care of this, all of these um, things that we need to do or want to do, we can't. We collapse. And then suddenly you are together and then this one person goes to collect food. And this I'm talking about beautiful nature uh, culture and maybe Frank can relate it to, to today world or Gili. 
but this person goes to collect food. This person builds a shelter. This person is taking care of the children to have a space for them. And then you don't have to do all of those things and just collapse. Now, when we come together and remember that each one of us is, holds a part of me inside of you, then I start to remember that also this world is a part of me. Whatever happens um, to the world, I feel it. Whether I understand it or whether I not. There is some piece on me, some part in me that, that feels it. Sometimes you can just sit and don't understand why you feel the, um, despair or depression or sadness or aloneness or even great joy like coming out of nowhere. And it's beautiful. It's coming from inside of you, but it can also possibly be related to other elements that are happening now around the world. And as brothers, once we, are, we come together, we start to feel, we go through the journey, we are feeling, we are moving through the shadows, through the heart, through the integration. And somehow, when we are in this space, we start to remember that everything is related. So the way I take care of my brothers is also the way I, or the way I want to be taking care from my brothers is also the way I want to, to look at the world on the earth on the sky, on the trees, on everything that, that stands here on the world that comes to, came to support life. Water came to support life. Trees came to support life. Plants, animals came to support life. But if we don't support all of this, life is not being supported. So human beings came to support life. But if we don't support them, then something is being crushed there. And then life is beautiful the way they are, but somehow you feel, I don't really like the word potential, but more kind of the possibility. And I feel that many times when we sit in, rem in remember, whether it's the first step or the face-to-face -face on ground, you get a point of reference of the possibility. What happens when I sit here now with the brothers Wow, how, how do I move now in this space? Suddenly I'm not dance and competition and all of this. And somehow I, I glow, I vibrate, I feel my life force energy and it's just moving there. Wow. Feeling you. Feeling your, your, your deep desire and commitment to um, supporting people, all people, men and women, to start to come together and... Um, see the beauty in each other and to support each other so that we can um, have more energy to offer. It's not about like just taking the energy for oneself, for oneself to be successful, but how do we share this energy and then take care of the collective, which is um, a big theme uh, today. I can, I can say a small piece that whenever I have a, a, a challenge in my personal day-to-day -day life as a, as a father, as a partner, as just a human being, and then I go for one hour to meet with the brothers on that we have a meeting once a week, the four of us. I'm coming forward to my life much more in ease, much more relaxed, and I can do things. I can take care of my family and my child and my partner and my work uh, with much more energy. That's a good point. Gil, I'd like your opinion on that. Like, what, what do you think is the reason 
why when we do our one hour meeting once a week, that uh, no matter what we're living in our life, uh, challenges, struggles, sadness, depression, whatever, that we, we leave that meeting uh, with a bit more kick and jump in our step. What's your take on that? And, and how does that translate to, you know, brotherhood? I mean, you can take it from the space of light of unconditional love, which is unconditionally loving each other and how rare it is between men. And the other piece of it is the radical self-expression that we allow to each other. But eventually, the places where I feel like men are being challenged today in life is the emasculation, meaning I cannot completely be in my expression. Like, Frank, you, you're hot, you're fiery, you're dominating <laughs> you. And you can just be that way with us and, and we celebrate you. And sometimes, I mean, we're meeting that. But so you have that, you know, considering you, we know in other organizations that expression is not being celebrated. Um, to actually also the, you know, the elements of, of just being held in our vulnerability and our dreams and our challenges. So I think we know we have each other. We know we have this forum that no matter what, so we don't need the approval from life so much and women, we are actually being seen, we're being held and we also co-creating, meaning that we're like, we all know that, you know, push come to shove, we all meet in Costa Rica, sitting together and thinking what's next, you know, it's like, there's a level of like, there's a level of safety that we feel with each other. And as Philippe said, safety is a feeling, security is an illusion. You know, we go to life and constantly we've been projected from everybody, make us feel more secure, secure. And we're like, whoa. <laughs> And then we never feel safe because of the projection of security, you know, for my kids, for my ex-wife, for my partners, for my business partners, from all the people that need, need, need. With us, you know, we kind of hold each other in a way that just feels safe and we can relax and celebrate. Yeah, I think, I think one of the major pieces of that is like, you know, for even like you were saying, I'm fiery, I'm big, I'm sometimes aggressive and so on. And know that I could be like imperfect and messy with you guys, but know that I'll still be loved and or put in my place. And I have the humility uh, with you guys that when you call me to presence or when you call me to greater awareness, that I could snap into that uh, quicker because there's this practice of um, uh, being nurtured by you. And I think as men, we're always like seeking the nurturance from women. And it's like, I want to be loved. So I need to be loved from women. And so that's the comfortable way. That's the sexy way. That's the way that, you know, is our primary source of, of getting nurturance and tenderness. But I have derived so much sweetness, nurturance and, and tenderness from our brotherhood circle that has actually given me access to um, greater ease, joy, power uh, that I didn't think I would have access to. And having it a, a strong reflection from another male body is, is so important. So what I've received from being uh, deep in a brotherhood uh, with you guys is that I have increased my sources of love and increased my sources of nour uh, nourishment and nurturance by a hundred percent because I've, I've not only been seeking it out in women, but I've now opened myself to receive it in a, in a, in a, as a receiving element from, from men. So, 
Yeah, I, I think that's uh, that's absolutely beautiful and uh, well put, Gil. Thank you. I think what one one reflection that we received is that um, one reflection that we received from one of the participants is that we meet them where they are not trying okay you need to be like that or you need to be like that or you need to be like that we just meet them where they are right now yeah, this not is not a boot camp no this is where you are and it's it's beautiful and it and it and it's okay and this is a, a piece that relates to what you just said because many times when we are in our our relationship we just want to be where we are right now and to be accepted and to be received and not needing to be holding all of this energy all the time and ah, until we can explode in different ways, whether it's joy or whether it's anger or whether it's uh, rage or whatever comes. And just, just be where you are right now. This is perfect. And this is the tools. And you see where it takes you. Yeah. And, and Gil, you also spoke into this piece. I think in our work and the training, we call it restorative trust. We have a whole section on trust. And I think uh, the commitment to restorative trust. Can, say a word on restorative trust because I think that this is such a big piece in regards to uh, brotherhood. Whereas as men, sometimes it's like we could be our own, uh, you know, islands of and our own territories. But in the brotherhood, there's this there's this commitment. Yeah, we call it generative trust. Generative trust. The, it's the uh, we call the third step of evolution of trust. So we know that the biggest, one of the deepest wounds that men come to our journeys, it's the lack of trust with men because of competition, because of abuse from other male figures, because of suppression of emotion. And, and, and I think the safest place of, of trust is knowing that there is a commitment to stay in connection until the love and the trust is being regenerated and that agreement is very unique but you also as we know we also need to uh, have the tools and the practices to actually stay in connection and to meet so that that combination of the commitment to stay in connection until the trust is being regenerated plus the tools and practices and rituals that we offer i think allowing for a, a different level of connection and long-term relationships that we all desire. Yeah, and I, and I think that um, is seen with the brotherhood circle as well, because let's say myself and you are in some level of conflict and we're, we're committed to that uh, regenerative trust and, and coming back into love, but sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes we're absolutely on polar opposites. And I think that one of the major things that we work with in Remember is uh, how to deal with conflict between these uh, uh, alpha lions that we are. And not only that, but how can we stay open to the reflection of the circle who are witnessing this, uh, th this conflict and how we humble ourselves to the, the the bigger story that's happening in the circle versus holding on to our, our individual uh, desire or, or limited belief. Nimai, I think let, let's move to like some final statements. So Nimai, I know you're hungry to uh, offer one piece. 
The, the last weekend I sat with, uh, with a brother of mine. He's uh, 56 years old. And we sit in the same brother circles here in Israel where I am right now. And it's the first time for him. We are sitting almost six months right now. It's the first time for him to sit in a men's circle. And we were in an event. We were sitting. His partner was also there. And he started to share how frightened he is to feel that he feels that the that if he will go there he can die and that's terrifying and then he in the same moment he also said that he can't believe that he waited so long to sit in a brotherhood circle because he understand now how much it's supported to him because in six months he increased the amount that he allowed himself to feel rapidly than what happened all his life before. And of course it's terrifying, but it does so good for him. He, he gets to know himself more and he meets his role. Because one of the pieces that why we want to offer this journey is what is your role in transformation right now? What do you, what, what do you came here to do? Even just for this moment, and so I meet, I sit with his brother and, and I hear him and I hear his pain and I hear everything. And I just tell him, bro, just know that I'm here with you and I'm here to, to die with you and hold you and uh, hold your hand in this transformation moment. Mm. And, and he's 56 or he's old. He's older than me in 23 years. And he's saying, wow, I can't believe I'm, I'm the elder and I'm giving this young man the possibility to hold my hand. But, I need that. And I can't believe I never done it so until this moment. And then I say, now it's the moment. Wherever you are in your life right now, whatever you're doing right now in your life, there is no better moment to, to jump in to this work. And it's not necessarily to come to remember, but meet your brothers home, meet the circle, start to share. And this is one thing that we want, that we are empowering the brothers in remember to do. And also now creating a, 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 a guiding empowerment to how to do that when you don't have this men's circle online or journeys or whatever um, uh, workshops that when you're home. And, and bro, you're so good at doing that. One of your most beautiful gifts is your heart and your sweetness and your ability to um, sit with uh, brothers who are struggling and in that uh, turmoil. So a big aho to you and a, and a lot of love. Gil, I'm going to leave you with some final words before I wrap. How are you feeling? What do you want to speak on last words uh, about remember, about at least the first steps to remember? Just deeply grateful. It's always such a pleasure to be together and see what emerges from the wisdom of this circle. Thank you, Frank, for you know, leading this uh, meeting. And I love you both very much. That's what I have to say. And let's keep rocking and rolling. First step to uh, remember October 2 to 4, Integration Day, November 1st. We need you, brothers. Yes. Thank you, Gilly. Thank you, Nimai. So this is it, bros a call to step into the next generation of men's work, um, a step from going from uh, doing 
only the solo internal work, but then figuring out how does it relate to the other and how does it relate to my brothers, my reflections in this world? How can, when I do my work, does the work of the collective change? And this is uh, what Remember Brotherhood Journey is about. And the best way to become, uh, join the Remember Brotherhood journey, at least right now, is to take the first step with us. Take this first step. Take, do four days, four hours per day. These days go very quickly. Uh, we have a expertly um, led journey that allows us to get the most impact out of a little time. That was the most surprising thing for me was how much territory we covered, not only in the global aspect, the fact that we had brothers all over the world. So we're, this starts at like 9 a.m. Pacific time and goes four hours. So basically, no matter where you are in the world, you can probably um, join in. That was the, another point of the first steps of Remember was to make it very easily accessible from being in your own home with a very humble investment into this program. You can go deep and you can begin to shift these pieces. And once you start to get the feel of our circle, of the vibration, the frequency, and the content, and the uh, practices that we are offering you, then you'll be in a much better position to say, hell yes, I want to travel and go across the planet or go uh, across the continent to join up and be in person with these brothers. So first steps to remember, again, October 2nd to 4th, and then with the integration day, November 4th, and then we have the actual in-person Remember Brotherhood journey happening in February 2021. If I'm not mistaken, it's February 9th to the 13th. Yeah. And uh, in Costa Rica, which is a beautiful country to do this work and happens to be the home of uh, Remember Brotherhood journey. On that note, I invite you to check out rememberjourney.com and uh, we, you can book online through Eventbrite or on Facebook. You could catch us on Facebook as well, Instagram now as well. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being on this journey. And I hope with this journey, you start to see the differences a bit in what is traditional men's work versus what Remember Brothers are bringing as a new offering in terms of joining the individual to the collective to make significant planetary transformation. Brothers, I love you. Thank you for your time. Thank you, and as I And as I always say, let love free because it's the only way we'll ever change anything. Oh.